Hello, and welcome to Through the Balcony, at our first official episode. I'm Adam, and I'm the Dungeon Master for this little adventure. If you haven't already, you may want to check out what we've decided to call Episode Zero. We started this game way back in January before the thought of podcasting ever entered our minds. As a result, this episode starts after the conclusion of the campaign's first arc in the deserts of Akenia. To help keep everyone in the loop, we sat down and recorded a summary of all the main points from that first set of games. So, check that out if you haven't, and if you have, thank you for joining us as we continue to explore this world. A note before we dive in. We're just a bunch of nerds sitting around my kitchen table. As a result, you'll sometimes be privileged with hearing some things in the background, including the sounds of the Kenku Ranger Jenkins, played by my toddler that sometimes refuses to sleep. We just hope you can bear with us as we keep doing what we can to bring you the best game we're able to. With that, I just want to thank you again for joining us. Now, let's introduce you to our players and get started. I play the happy druid Dizzy. I'm Taylor, and I play Kizzy, the tiefling cleric. I'm Luke, and I play Olik, the half-orc barbarian. I am Tim, and I play Thorn, the halfling rogue. Rachel, and I play Absinthe, the human bard. I'm Dan, and I play Time, the tiefling fighter. The eternal kings, Swanith and Gabranth, are dead. Eternal now only in their final rest, as seen to by the goddess Solana's hunting companion, Kentha. The heartstones they once used to cling to this world have been cleansed, and the wizard Rastin was able to use them to free his love, the Princess Amea of Dalsera, from her terrible curse. Reunited at last, after more than a decade, the two had much to discuss. In the aftermath of those events, Rastin paid you the reward that you were due, and offered you his deepest thanks, going so far as to use his influence within the halls of the Prince Kalos to try and find a way to help Olik get to the city of Avaris to check on his mother. As he had promised before, he had offered each of you passage to the isolated Isle of Dalsera as escorts of the princess as she returned home. Bitsy had accepted the offer almost before the words were out of his mouth. With less gusto, perhaps, the rest of you also took the chance to visit the sealed magical city. It would be about a week before all the preparations could be made to get the princess home. Some of you had chosen to use that time to rest or purchase items to prepare for the journey ahead. The time is yours to use as you want, as one chapter ends and another begins. I was just thinking that those two kings, Swanath and Gerbrandt, they're just, you know, taking some time to digest current events. Layers So, in general, everyone kind of took the, the opportunity to rest. I mean, you sleep in until probably noon today because you didn't go to bed until well after 3, 4 in the morning. As the first couple days progress, some people went to shop in the city and picked up a few items. So aside from the shopping that everyone's going to do to get ready for the, the journey ahead, Bitsy, what would you like to do? Time's been kind of loose for just this, this kind of week summary, so what are some things you'd like to do over the course of the week? Um, well, I'd like to get a hold of a ball. Um, it'd be a few days until Oriana is convinced that a ball is fit enough to get up and travel about. Eventually, she's able to meet you at Kalos' palace. She comes in, followed by Oriana as you. Um, so yeah, I, uh... Called you to this meeting uh, because I was a little concerned about uh, a common interest of ours, uh, Rastin. I'm wondering. I'm always concerned about Rastin. I that man doesn't sleep. <laughs> well, he's been sleeping a little bit better now. I might have joked it. Well played. <laughs> uh, but I'm uh, the my concern is with his debt to Prince Kalis. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering. What exactly do you know about it, or, like... Uh... I don't 
No specifics, unfortunately. I Rast is not one to share those details, nor would Kalis be. I wouldn't even dream like, of asking. No. I do know that Rastin is in charge of all the magical defenses within Kalis's palace, and it is his job to maintain them and improve upon them, as well as perform any duties that Kalis feels he needs to do. I don't know the depth of that debt, but Kalis is not one to let things slide. Yeah... I guess I'm just wondering how much of it he has left, <laughs> and... I don't know. Okay. From everything he said, years of service remaining. I don't know how much, re- how many resources Kalis gave him in this pursuit. I do know Raston feels it was worth it, though. Yeah, he would. So you don't know what started the whole thing? I know that Raston came here a few years before I did, and uh, he was seeking these... Heartstones that you all found in the desert is a means to his his end. Uh, he didn't have the resources to set out expeditions or really to do the research that was required, and Kalis did. Kalis was in need of a new arcanist and was willing to provide Rastin the services. You and... wouldn't happen to know what happened to the old arcanist, would you? <laughs> I don't think anything bad happened oh, to him. Okay. I believe he <laughs> simply left Kalis's services. Kalis is not a... He does not waste resources. So as long as he thinks you are a resource, you're good. Okay. Yes. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to talk. Always a pleasure. I, I owe you for, for helping down in the tomb. Uh, Kizzy. Okay, so if everyone woke up at noon, Kizzy woke up at noon like the next day because <laughs> she decided to sleep a lot. Totally okay. When she woke up, she would have written a, a letter to send to the mother house in Dulcena. Alrighty. Easy enough. There's couriers that, that leave on a regular basis. She's probably like, oh, I can use sending, but maybe he's busy. Because she's going to address it directly to Grendon. Um, and then... Plus, sending's only a 25-word message. She has a lot to talk about. But like a tweet. she'll be very vague in case it's intercepted. Um... So she'll just be like, I went on a sweet adventure. I see a lot of sweet stuff. <laughs> and then ask him how he's doing, how things at the mother house are. Let him know that she'll be uh, probably at the return address, however that works in this world, um, for a couple more days. So if he writes back, he she'll probably get it. And then That's some fast. The, the mail service must be real fast. Then. If you use a bird, I'm sure they have birds mm-hmm. that know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And so... Hockey. I mean, how long do you think that that would... I think you could probably get something back within the week. Okay. Birds fly pretty fast, so... and they, since they can fly straight to and from. Um, yeah, there's there's definitely, there's definitely like a place where you can purchase, or I guess rent, a carrier pigeon or different speed of birds. So you're able to probably spend three gold oh, yeah. to get one that'll get there fast enough. You would have heard probably last day you were there back from Grendon and he's extremely excited for your, that your journey is going so well and he says he's been praying to a wrist for you every day and he's glad that she has protected you so far on your journey. Daddy. <laughs> like he's always, he's like he's always, always known that Aris had some had big plans for you and he's glad that Aris has brought you this far. Right. And then um, she's got something she's going to work on. Okay. Yep. Away. You talked to me about that so Kizzy kind of locks herself away and is working on a project. She's not like gonna be closed off. So if someone, someone comes by, she's like, "Go away! I'm busy." She'll just she'll just be like, "Yeah, cool," and she'll be receptive to people who need to talk to her. But she's going to be busy. Busy, kizzy. We're gonna skip you for now, Olek. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to you. We're not. Uh, was there anything Thorn really wanted to do? He'd probably just 
kind of check in with his contacts, see if anything interesting is going on, see if you can pick up any information about, you know, you know who and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, um, they give you, just like, uh, you, I, you probably talk them a little bit, so this is probably following up. Uh, they'll give you kind of a description of what he looks like, his general work. She? Oh, so I, I, a few sessions ago, uh, Ball met you in your room and gave you a name. Oh, right, okay, yeah. right, that guy. Sorry, yeah, Eklis. Hmm. Who had con- connections with the person you're talking about? So, what do you talk trying to find about? Well, him? I mean both. Yeah, because because of all kind of said, oh yeah, there's this guy in Delcera that has this connection. Um, and Eklis, like, oh he's he's a human, uh, dark skinned, works on the docks at Delcera, uh, deals with uh, Ethereum, which is a magically charged uh, ore. He has no guild connections, and uh, they have no record of any kind of run-ins with any kinds of authorities. I would also ask to see if there is. Like, what it was that Prince Kalis was doing and see if there's any way that I could possibly, you know, make myself used to him to the point where he would feel obliged to owe me one, as it were. Okay. But uh, if that can't happen, then he won't worry too much about it. Um, they tell you that, really, Kalis keeps his business fairly close to the chest. He does seem to have interest in the older artifacts that come from within the ruins of Akenia. That kind of is his area of business. Um, he was the first prince here, and he got his hands on the most of those of anybody. But that's really the only business they know that he's in. He doesn't make very risky business ventures. He's very conservative. He kind of takes the ones like, I know this one can succeed if I put my money behind it. Okay. Right. Well, I'll keep that in mind, then. Alright. Absinthe. Hi. What are you doing this week? Well, waiting for my sweet dragon armor to finish. That will finish later in this week. And I'd probably, in the meantime, be doing a test run of all the new songs that I've been writing. <laughs> you still have to pay the other part of that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think, did I mark that off? I put down 800 for you, so you just have to pay the other 700. Well, I think once it's done, yeah. Yeah, once it's done. Okay. Um, so there's a couple places you could be performing at. Uh, there's the Great Hall Tavern, which is where you all initially met when you first came to Jarmulk. Uh, there's the Central Inn, which is towards kind of the central market area. There's, there's a little place down by the river in the shady district. There, there is. There's that. <laughs> uh, there's a place called the Stone Prince up in the uh, the higher quarter. And there's the Grand Market Inn, which mm-hmm. is in kind of the merchant quarter, which you have played at before. You played at there when, for, when you first came to Jarmulk as well because you arrived about a day before everybody else did. We'll probably start at the smaller ones and work my way up. All right. Start at home in yeah. the bar. Well, do you want to roll couple perform checks for me? Ooh. <laughs> Why not? You're good at it. We'll see. Yeah. I believe in you, Absinthe. Well, if you do it at the bar first, you'll probably be like, hey, I was going to say, like, I bet a lot of us are just going to be there. <laughs> so, 23. <laughs> so, the Bitsy Spider, you absolutely outplay the, the establishment. You, you you play a notch above what this place would normally see. Granted, you're one of the owners, so. <laughs> so that's your first performance. One? Do you, are you going to do one a night, Absinthe? Yeah. All right. Do you want to roll me another one? You're going to end up rolling five, just so you know. Um, well, that's uh, three better. It's 26. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the Great Hall Tavern where you started. It's 26. 19. All right. So the next one that would kind of be the next, because I'm kind of stepping up, you said you're going to work your way up, would be the Grand Market Inn, which is where... The elf Ilya that outplayed you the last time that you guys performed at the same place, she's still performing there. And it was she she didn't like rub it in your face. You kinda had this friendly rivalry. 
So she she sees you as you walk in and, re- and recognize you. It's been a long time. Would you like perhaps to, to play a set together? Absolutely. Oh no. Oh no. Is that a seven? That's yeah. a seven. <laughs> so is hers. <laughs> <laughs> Double proficiency. Which she doesn't have. Oh, because of like. You guys suck together. Mine gets up to a 16. Hers does not make it to 16. But. The tension. You do manage to outplay her this time. (laughs) So she's impressed. She had. You've you've improved. I I like a number of the songs that you played. They're they're impressive. Would you mind if I added them to my repertoire? The part about the antlers. My favorite's the Itsy Bitsy Spider. (laughs) <laughs> that one's that one's a, a trade secret. You have secret. to keep that one. Everybody, uh... everybody does the hands. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, buddy. <laughs> I suppose that there would be a few that I would be willing to share. Okay. She says, "Of course, she will give you credit where credit is due. She will not be taking credit for your your creations, but." Well, yeah. She feels they should be shared. There are some there's, that are just... There's a bard's code out there. Some are exclusives, but there's definitely some that Absinthe would be willing to... So one more performance check from you for the Stone Prince, which is in the same district as Kalis's. Kalis's Palis? Fuck. Please! <laughs> <laughs> Fourteen! Oh. Yeah. You, you're, you're, apparently you're just wearing yourself out. I might be. You're going too hard. Would it be nice it's still to... not a bad performance. It is not your best. You feel a little bit disappointed in yourself afterwards. You still have, you could replay that place again if you'd like to, because you do have another night after this one. This would be your last night. Would be this performance. Can I aid in any way? I think you should go back to the Bitsy Spider. And I bring my shield and use it as a drum. Don't worry, dun, dun, dun. we'll assist. He gets on just stage like, clang, and beatbox the whole audience. You clap. <laughs> <laughs> My intimidation is real good. You get the whole party up there, like, this is my band. Listen to them while you listen to me, and all of us are just like, oh, me mugging them. <laughs> even, okay. even Bitsy, is that what you're doing? Yeah. Is, is, so I would like uh, all of you who are participating in this to roll intimidation checks. I be there. Woo! <laughs> Do I roll oh. this as a hazard? Just a hyena. Or as an end. Really? <laughs> that does not help. Oh, gosh. Does she get advantage for the assist? Well, we're, we're gonna see how this goes. Am so I performing or intimidating? They're they're perf- they're intimidating. You're gonna perform while they intimidate. I I didn't do a great job of intimidating. No, I'm, I'm, ten, I'm, eleven, <laughs> six. <laughs> Bitsy. All comes down to Bitsy. <laughs> there should be an intimidation check on there. Oh, well, I got a twelve. Yeah, I got a twelve. Okay. You can roll with advantage. Okay. One. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. It's passable. It's a that 21, it... so it's much better. We're just up there making fools of ourselves <laughs> and you're playing a decent set. <laughs> they're distracted enough by the, by, by this. So that they're it, like, the music's really good, but what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is, it is something that is going to be talked about in this district for some time to come, oh, whether that's God. a good thing or not. We'll find out. <laughs> Could it possibly so, have been that? Please tell me you, like, you performed Izzy Bitsy Spider. <laughs> so that's why the intimidation <laughs> failed, is you guys did the hand motion. No, I'm good at how you watched the spider. But you know I had to be a spider, right? I had to be a spider. 
spider. If she's doing itsy bitsy spider. Mm. If if but huh? she's transforming in town, wouldn't people find that very odd? She could always just come I out and just see it. If it's part of the performance, you're right. Illusion it's magic, is special effects. Yeah, they, and they're all yeah. drunk enough. They're just like, whoa! Well, you see I that mean, two feet tall girl turned into a giant spider? Time. What would you like? You've, you've done your shopping. We've discussed all yeah, the shopping. <laughs> Other than that, I'm going to work on a little bit of a secret project. And then outside that, I guess I'm going to go hang out with Todd and learn about these guns. All right. So, Bitsy, what else did you want to do? Transform into a little one. Was little spider. I got a 16. But plus spidery stuff. I don't know. All right. So, where are you sneaking off to as a little spider? Uh, Todd's room. What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Look, your eyes were just like, boom! <laughs> <laughs> Spying on him and his trail rations again. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only one who knows about those. You and Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. What, 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 what time of day would you know? This? Probably you can't early. actually communicate with Ralph. Okay. Not like super early. Which morning though? Morning time. Earlier, later in the in the week. Earlier. Okay. Okay. So I'll be asleep. So you, you go in his room. He's maybe he's waking up. Like you're okay. kind of getting up in the morning. Cause um. So you're a spider. You're in time's room. Yeah. If he's is he awake? Yeah. yeah I'll, okay. I'll be awake. Dressed. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll, I'll, I'll I'll be somewhat dressed. So I'd probably just. Probably scare the shit out of him and transform back into Bitsy. Oh, you <laughs> don't oh, oh, oh. <laughs> So you're you're getting up, you're kinda of groggy in the morning, and I was gonna say you kinda of like, oh there's a spider like, poof, there's a halfling in the middle of the room. Hi! Uh, yeah, she's like, yeah, she totally has no awareness of Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. It, you could knock. I'm not against that. Okay. What's knocking? <laughs> I guess I just wanted to I don't avoid know that things as you know, avoid people. Um, and I just wanted to come in here because I just wanted to let you know that there wasn't any hard feelings between us, and that yeah, I just didn't want you and I to get off on the wrong foot. I figured that I'd just tell you private, and not have to worry about everyone else. I don't know what their opinions and stuff are, events. So I figured I'd just come in and tell you. Um, yeah. Uh. Thanks. No, no, like, I have no hard feelings. I kind of deserve what I did. The repercussions. I'm not good with people. I'm not used to people actually wanting to look after me. Really, people that I'm not worried are just going to kill me for whatever reason. So, yeah, uh, I appreciate that. Well, you don't have to worry about me trying to kill you. I appreciate your camaraderie. I appreciate yours. And then I did want to tell you, too, that, um, you know, because I took some time to think about it, and I think you and I have some similarities in the fact that we kind of appear to know more than we do about stuff that's going on. <laughs> you know, because yes. I will yeah. tell you this, I probably don't know much about the spirits as much as they think I do. <laughs> so, I don't know anything. And so, I, you know, I mean, sometimes I try to... Uh, you know, play it off like, oh, no big deal, of course, that's normal. But honestly, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm not that mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's all I really wanted to say. Yeah. I'll probably come in. Yeah, um, before you go, like, the thing with the wolf, you don't have any questions about that? 
Because I figured you would. Well, I, I guess I just thought that, like, I mean, I don't tell everything that happens to me with the spirits, so I figured maybe it was just something that you wanted to keep a secret for a reason. Yeah. Or something you just didn't feel like sharing with everybody. Yeah. I just... It's actually the first time I've met him, actually, I think. Maybe not. Oh, God. <laughs> was... No. Admit, damn it. <laughs> well, he is oh, pretty intimidating. I, know, I didn't really no. enjoy uh, walking next to oh, him. I could tell you some stories, but... Mm. <laughs> he, uh, he definitely does not like to be uh, angered. No. Enjoys the hunt. Let me tell you, I am not likely to become anything more, live any longer than I'm supposed to. Tell <laughs> me about it. Oh. When it's time, it's time. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> so, yeah. Chase back into his bedroom. Start it off. I'm gonna go freak someone else out. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. So I haven't like to say I have thought about it. You know, if I ever become a tree, like I thought about like if somebody just was like reading under a tree, <laughs> like the tree was like moving or something. What are you reading? <laughs> just Such a hot as, day as soon as they get in the shade, you just move out of the shade. <laughs> and they move over. So. There's a whole page devoted to you, Oleg, so let's get started on this. Woo! <coughs> whole page. So, probably about two days later, after the, the stuff right. in the heart of Akenia, Rastin will send someone down to invite you to his tower. He sent for you. I'm going to that tower. All right. You get there, he's sitting at his desk. Oleg, thank you. I uh, spoke to Kalis and asked if I could have permission to aid you in getting to Avaris. He has asked to speak with you. Okay. If you're willing to do that, we can go and see him when it's convenient for you. Uh, yeah, sure, I'm ready to go whenever. Alright. He gets up, and you. there's kind of an air of... He's a little uncertain about this. And he leads you out of the tower and through a couple of halls, and you to where you, the door you saw Kayla standing in when you returned from the stronghold. Um, the door's closed, and there's a few attendants out in front. Rasner approaches, announces, I bring Oleg Seguin of two-for-one drinks to see Prince Kalis, first prince of Jarmal. And they, they bow, one goes in, and a few minutes later, they return and open the doors and admit you in. I should have given him that stone drink skull. The hall you enter is dark. There's n- no lights on the walls, only low embers burn in a low, massive hearth at the far end of the room. A gigantic throne of squared-off stone sits before it. In that throne sits the form of Kalis, the large form of Kalis. As a dwarf, he sits taller than you. Wow, that's a big dwarf. He wears the same fine, sleeveless robes that he wore before, with the scarred, ashen skin kind of reflecting that red glow from the embers in the fire behind him. His whole throne and him are backlit by that flame. Two stone golems with crystals glowing dimly in the chests, flank either side of the throne. Really should have given him the stone drake skull. <laughs> you can see fine in here, obviously, as a half-orc. He just watches you approach. Rastin goes before the throne and bows. Prince Kalis, this is the member of Two for One Drinks that you wish to speak to. He bows, steps steps aside. So it's you and Kalis. Okay. Uh, I, will, I will bow a little bit, like... Uh, Oleg doesn't really bow. 
it's enough of a bow to be respectful, but also like, you know. So uh I guess Bullock would just uh thank you for for seeing me. I appreciate you taking the time to to hear my request. Rastin has filled me in on the details that he has. It appears that your mother may be in danger. Yes, it's very concerning for me. Your mother is important to you? Uh, yeah. Uh, all the family I have. Just keep staring at you for a minute. I am willing to lend you aid in checking on her condition. Unfortunately, I cannot permit Rastin to leave at this present time. But my aid does not come freely. I would require a service from you in the future. Oh yeah, no, we can make that happen. So he stands up and approaches you. We will shake on it then. Oh yeah, totally shaken on that. So his hand is about twice the size of your hand. He is literally about 14 feet tall. That's, that's a big dwarf. <laughs> he is a Durgar, remember. Are Durgars normally that size? No, not no, generally. He, he real big. <laughs> He motions with his hand, and you hear a, a door open to the side of the chamber, and an elven woman wearing silver robes walks out. She, she bows very low. Master Kalis, how may I aid you today? Elwyn, I would ask that you lend your services to Master Olek for the next 24 hours. He seeks to make it to Avaris and back in that time. I would have you aid him to the best of your ability, and then return to me. She, she bows again. Yes, Master Kalis. And she approaches you and stands before you, gives you a slight bow. I shall follow you, Master Olek. Neat. You're dismissed from the chamber. Rastin bows low again. You two leave. Rastin looks a little bit concerned, but doesn't really say anything. I mean, he made a similar deal, I would assume. He might have asked a few more questions. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Don't eat him. Olek! It's probably like the second, this is the second day, so what would you like to do with the rest of your 24 hours with arcane assistance? Um, well, uh, it's time for a road trip, but not really a road trip, more of a there and back. Again. That can be arranged. So, so how do we do this? We just pop over there? Whenever you wish. You want to bring people with you? Yeah, no, I think it's just going to be me, but I'll just kind of like... I figure since it's the second day, we're probably, like, in, like, where all our rooms are located mm-hmm. and stuff. I'm just going to, like, lean into the hallway and just be like, I'm leaving. Be back. Tomorrow. Wait, wait. And then just, let's go. Very well. Where would you like to go in Avaris? Uh, Whorehouse, <laughs> sir. <laughs> there's a classier way to put that. Um, the room. She she could just take you to I me. Mean, you have twenty four hours. And... We'll, we'll go like city center. Very well. I mean, he can't move twice as fast inside of the city. Like I know that place like the back of my hand. Oh, that's right. You're just mad because you ain't an urchin. Let's roll on this disaster table for teleportation. She better be. I'm now pink. She pulls out a scroll. My gosh, you gotta purchase the scroll and not solve your soul to Kayla's. It's cool when it gets me there. Only goes one Teleportation's way. a very high level spell. Yeah, like, I'm the only one that would probably be able to use yeah. it. But I wouldn't be able to. Ca- I, would, I would have to roll pretty much a natural he 20. He also has never been to Avaris. So, I would I have to roll a natural 20. 
what she, she leads you outside of, of the Kalos's compound because teleporting is not allowed within Kalos's compound. Makes sense. It's a good way for things to go missing. Walks out on, on the street, starts casting the spell, reading off the scroll, chants the arcane words, and there's a flash of light. And for a moment, you're just in this this nothingness. It's just you and, and Elwyn standing across me, and then there's another flash, and you are in the city center of Avaris. The moment the spell ends, you, there's that scent of seawater and home. You're in the, the main square of the city, near the central fountain. The streets are just as you remember, full of life, business everywhere. You see the sandstone block buildings all around you that you grew up around, polished smooth by the passage of time. Bright colored awnings pass over all of the roads, and you can kind of feel a wind blowing through the city that you called home for so many years. If only I was back on more pleasant terms. Alright, uh, first uh, things first. Ellen kind of, kind of goes back at ease and stands there. Okay, well, of course, follow me. Stick close. I know my way around Very real well. well. <laughs> um, first things first, there's some people I need to uh, go and see. So, it's time to go to a spot I would be very familiar with, mm-hmm. uh, where my old crew used to run, uh, because I'm going to want to talk to some backup. So, there is kind of an old lumber yard, or it's like a, a, a dumping ground for lumber and supplies when there's construction projects. They're not common around here. This is kind of one of the even least used ones that's overgrown. It's where you and your crew hung out most of the time, away from prying eyes. It's, let's see, you went there earlier in the morning to talk to, to Kalis. So it's probably, with the distance away it is, it's actually a little early afternoon. Um, so you arrive at the lumber yard and you see three people kind of hanging out among some of the, uh, the rubble. They, uh, check here. Wow. Okay. One of them heard you coming. <laughs> <laughs> so you see a human, an elf, and a green half-dragon. Excellent. Which one heard me? Oh, uh, definitely uh, Alec, the human. Okay. Alec is, is alert and looking up at the top of this little rise where you come up. He had his hand on his, his crossbow, and he drops and he sees it. He's like, son of a bitch. <gasps> Olek, what are you doing back home? It's going to be like, hey. And I'm just going to walk down to where they're hanging out. Hey, he walks up to you, grabs you by, by the hand, and I didn't know if we were going to see you again. You just went off to sea and never came back? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, gosh, I, I would have some stories, but I... Need your guys' help. Well, absolutely. I mean, we we got word, uh, you helped out Siobhan, so obviously we owe you for helping her, so what can we do for you, man? All right, well, again, that's a, that's a story for you guys. But um, for right now, uh, I'm maybe, maybe a little really pissed off a cult, and, um, you know... Sometimes when you fill out paperwork, you put your last name down. Lev, the, the elf, who, as I've told you, is the brains of the group. It's like, Olek, you never put your name down on things. What if I told you? Never put your name down. Why do you think you go by Lev? Lev's not my name, but everyone knows me as Lev. I'm Olek. And he, he comes up and like, grabs you by the side and he's, Olek. <laughs> <sighs> even, 
even Ordevest knows not to put... He doesn't know how to write, but it's, he, <laughs> he doesn't put his name on things. <laughs> it, was, it was only because it was official. It was some legit work. Uh, did not think that there was more cult out there. Ordevest, like, you pissed off a baby horse? <laughs> Thank you. Maybe, but no. Uh, group of cultists cult. Okay. That's the perfect response. <laughs> yeah. You need me beat him up? Need me? Need me to sneak in there and teach him what for? I'm. I might need you to do some sneaking for me. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Thing is, uh, so they know my name. And, um, that means they know my mom's name, and there was this whole thing where they were like, oh, we're gonna have a meeting soon, uh, they sent me, uh, a sending stone that we didn't know that was connected to some sending stones we had, uh, it's a long story, but, uh, I don't feel good leaving my, my mother without... Some some eyes on her. We understand. We understand that. It's, I just want to be clear. You got in trouble. Uh, I need you to say you got in trouble. And Alex, like, no, you you just. I was no. No, I need you to say. <laughs> Did you get yourself in trouble, Oleg? Uh. And Alex are speaking here. Members, no. Did you get yourself in trouble? <laughs> I don't know if I got myself in trouble. Uh. There was some stuff, this guy with a book, not telling us Oh, like, stuff. we're friends. And, like, Alec is, like, trying to, like, get his hand off his mouth, like, I, oh, are you in trouble, Olek? Okay, okay, Lev. I got myself in trouble. Awesome, Alec, you owe me a hundred gold. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I told you he'd come back. I was like, double or nothing. Double or nothing. He comes back next time, not in trouble. To, to be honest, though... Uh, I got Siobhan out of trouble. Does that count for anything? No, because she should well, be goes, Well, it counts that I still got a hundred gold. And so, so this cult. Um, well, you see my you see my nice my nice armor here. I'm wearing with the plates and the and yeah, orders like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they were making this. Well, it wasn't armor when they were making it. It was uh, like a bug. It went invisible and stabbed me in the side. So, Lev and Alec look a little bit confused. Or do like, they're making bugs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're making bugs. Um, big <laughs> ones. I mean, we we kind of got through it. Like, it was all sparkly so we could see it even when it was invisible. <laughs> Ordemus sits down, kind of, and kind of looks at the ground a little bit. He's questioning life. Just like, where have I been? Sparkly bugs? See the invisible sparkly bugs? <laughs> Alec goes, uh, I, I think that maybe it's... We don't need to know everything. I mean, we, we've told some tall tales in the past, but if your mom's in trouble, we'll help out. What, what do you need, man? Uh, Basically, I need you guys to be ready if anything happens. I don't know... What might happen, but if there's something weird, maybe uh, a bunch of people's organs start going missing. Uh, people. Or that goes more than usual? Yeah, more than usual. Things you don't know about. How often has that been happening around here right now? Well, only when I have to take them. 
Okay. Well, if it's not you, okay. Okay. <laughs> You're wrapped up with some bad people. These are my friends. How dare you say that? <laughs> taking people, and you're only going to pit him up against a cultist that was taking people, this is not a good place to go from. He's not a cultist. <laughs> oh, so oh, much really? better. The three people here in this group couldn't just, like, suddenly form a cult? I think they could. No, you gotta have more people. Uh, I don't think it's the <clears> amount of people. I don't think he's smart enough to <laughs> join a cult. the amount of people, because as soon as you get enough, it becomes a religion. That's so, true. Elwyn is standing back watching this whole exchange and her eyebrow just kind of keeps going a little bit higher up as she watches this whole thing. But she makes no comment. Uh, so yeah, if if organs start going missing and people in general just like, just gone. That's what was going on in, in Jarmok. And um, well, we, we stopped that, I guess. But uh... Well, we'll keep an ear to the ground and keep an eye out on things. We'll We'll make sure mom's safe. We we owe you that at the very least. Your your family, Olick. I you don't know how how good that is to hear right now. Uh, <laughs> family looks out for family. Also, here's some coupons. <laughs> <laughs> now, introduce me to that attractive elf lady up there. I maybe don't remember her name, but give me a second. <laughs> Ordovest nods under, like he understands that. I've been a little preoccupied. Uh, my boss g- gave her to me to help for today. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, go, feel free. Go, go, go say hi. She's an elf and magic. There you go. He, he walks up through, makes a few flirtatious marks, and she just stares at him, says nothing. Oh my god. If I were her, I'd hate you. <laughs> Not concerned with that right now. She's your right home. Yeah, okay, now I'm kind of concerned. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's kind of everything I came for. Are going to go say hi to your mom? No, I'm like, I'm taking care of business, and I'm going to go say hi to my mom. Alright guys, thanks uh, for your help. I'm going to go pay my mom a visit. Keep in touch, Olek. It's It's been almost three months since we've heard anything from you. We were, we were getting concerned. Um, e- even Siobhan has sent word. I've been, I've been pretty busy. Um, there were these kings, and I'll get into it later. Uh, if you're ever in Jarmok, go to uh, the Bitsy Spider. You might run into me there. Uh, emphasis on might. I'm going to be doing some more traveling. All right. Well, hopefully we'll uh, run into you again soon. All right. And I'm going to... Crest the hill out of. All right, so you, uh, Elwin, follows behind you. So sorry about about Lev. He's interesting. Oh, your friends are very interesting. They're they're great once you get to know them. Mm. I'm with her. She she doesn't seem too phased one way or the other. All right, so now we're heading uh, to the red light district. <laughs> <laughs> She does pause, because I thought we were going to see your mother. We are. Oh. <laughs> now, how quickly does she grasp that one? Pretty quick. She's like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Slut mom. <laughs> she is a businesswoman. <laughs> you know her home is in this district, where, where it is. 
You know that this time of day, it's probably safe to drop by and pay a visit. Safe. I'm still gonna knock first. <laughs> oh, this is wise. There's no sock on the door, so you're probably fine. Um, it's a it's a small small house, a humble house. You you knock on the door and it opens, and there's a human woman, uh, dark hair, brown eyes, late late thirties, early forties. She kind of looks up surprised, and she kind of she looks except oh oh look. It's 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 you, and she runs up and just hugs you, and you're easily two and a half feet taller than her. But she just gives you the warmest hug, and oh, she no, pulls. I'm, I'm she, gonna pick her up. Oh, and she <laughs> she just kind of gives you like gives you like a, a kiss on the forehead, grabs your head, and it's like, oh, like I've been so worried about you. Uh, well, uh, things have been okay. I mean, when 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 Dev returned, you weren't with him. I. I was I was so worried. You, you didn't you didn't write. Uh, yeah. you, you know, know I, I've that. been I've been hearing that a lot lately. Um, but I, you know, I I went and I found found some work. I've been traveling with this group. There's a wizard and all sorts of stuff. But uh, yeah, I worked for this guy named Kazam, who was working for this other guy that I now work Thousand, for. Thousands of miles away, Rassen's ears perk up. <laughs> I'm in town. It's only for today, so I had to come by. Oh well, you, I'm so glad you did. She, she gives you a kiss, and she sees Elwyn saying behind you, "Oh, who's who's your friend? Please come in, both of you." Uh, this this is Elwyn. Uh, she is, my ride. Is yeah, she's she's my ride. We're 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 no. here in, we're here in town for magic. <laughs> As you say that, your mother's eyebrow does kind of go up, like arches up. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm sure. Ellen just stands there, the same fairly stoic expression on her face. Oh, this girl, she deserves a medal. <laughs> I mean, how how have you been? Oh, I've been just fine, honey. Come come in, and she takes you in, starts making you some some tea and getting some bread down. Ellen does come in and politely sits down. She's like, oh, it's things have been business as usual, you know, and. Because I've yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen 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 Lev and Alec a few times and they hadn't hadn't heard anything from you either. And it's like I'm I'm glad that you're doing well. Tell tell me about tell me about these friends you've made and you sit down and have a, have a conversation with her. And... Oh, talking about these friends. <laughs> I mean, do, do you tell her kind of like basics? I'm... Well, there's this halfling. She turns into animals. Uh, tiefling with a book. Tiefling without a book. <laughs> um, no, she, don't worry. The one without a book's real nice. She's a she's a cleric. Uh, some healing. There's absinthe. Oh, she gets a fucking name. Uh, <laughs> absinthe doesn't have a gender. That's true. <laughs> there's absinthe. End of description. And then there's uh, <clears throat> then there's Thorn. He's also a halfling. Does not turn into animals. Uh, they're pretty. They're pretty good people. We've been traveling around a lot. Um. I met another half-orc named Thog. He's pretty sweet. Um, uh, I own a bar. Uh, I'm so proud of you. You've done so well for yourself. Uh, Yeah. Um, I've also been going into uh, ancient crypts and uh, getting stuff for the wizard I work for. You tell your friends that you come out of those places. Uh, I'm going to have words with them. That's what the cleric's there for. She's great at it. Thanks. Make me look good to your mom. Who knows if we're, we're all going to wind up here and she'll just be like, okay, 
Which one of the halflings turns into animals? <laughs> <laughs> so, is there anything else that you would like to do? I'm going to... Gosh, we took care of everything real quick. Um, <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. It was early afternoon, so it's like... I guess I'd take my mom out for lunch. Alright. See the town... Ellen says she'll wait here if you prefer to have some time with her alone. She says she could also meet you in the central square. What, whatever you would like for her to do. Yeah, um, yeah, you could, let's meet back by the fountain. She bows lightly. She, she leaves off the master Oleg. She doesn't really want to have, you have too many questions to answer. But then, um, as we go, um, I'll make sure to, to my mom, my mom will walk out first, and then I will, and I'll leave a small satchel with like a hundred gold in it on the inside. So then we'll go out for, like 50 days a, for a nice dinner or lunch. Oh wait. A- after that you can return home? Yeah, after that I'll, I'll go find out. So, interestingly you return back to Jarmulk, it's early afternoon. Thanks to time difference. Oh. <laughs> so I, I would like I like to imagine that's the same day that Bitsy visited Time and Time was just leaving to go out and just <laughs> boom! <laughs> just... <gasps> Hi time. Hi time. It's gonna be better than that. You're gonna appear and throw one, one on either side of you. An elf that you've never seen before, and Olek. Poof in the middle of a teleportation. Oh, all oh, that is evil and unfair in this world. Hey time. What's up? I nothing. Um, I have questions, but I don't think I can ask. I mean, you can. What just happened? I went to see my mom. Oh, how's she doing? Uh, pretty pretty good. That's good. She's a lovely woman. Um. Who are you? I'm, I'm Elwyn. Hi. This is Elwyn. She's helping me for the day. I still have a couple of hours. hours. I still have like 20 hours with her. <laughs> <laughs> Again, eyebrow goes up a little bit. I would like to clarify. I work for, for Prince Kalis, and he has lent my services to Master Oleg for the rest of the day. What kind of services? Business, Arcane spellcasting services. Okay. Do do you need any magic stuff, time? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. You said twenty hours, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> Around there. This poor woman. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh god, no. Well, arcane wise, uh, books. Birthright or Elder Being? If what you're asking is if I'm a wizard, then yes, I'm a wizard. Okay. <laughs> or Elder Being. Yeah, that's, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. A good way to clarify. We could have a fancy sign with <gasps> the Bitsy Spider. Oh, I like that. You have the strangest friends. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. <laughs> I don't think you have any idea. Oh, what else? Oh, this is exciting. To the bar! <laughs> so you go down to the Bitsy Spider. It's closed at the moment. I mean, you can obviously go in. You own the place. Egan, which is the Goliath, I believe. I think so. He's he's just kind of gotten there and starting to do some, some prep stuff in the back and ready for dinner. All right. So, a sign. <laughs> sign. Anything that we, like, need fixed? Or... <laughs> just ever cast magic chores. <laughs> <It's> magic chores. <laughs> 
No, no, no. Okay, we, we can't waste this opportunity. Oh, you can't waste this opportunity. Oh, fireworks. Ooh, fireworks. Suddenly time's got this thing about gunpowder, which I'm okay with. Kizzy can do mending. Um, I mean, you can find her. I don't, I don't know. She, like, the things we're talking about is like craftsmanship. There's <laughs> no magic sign. Well, yeah, we can make like the sign... Until she's like just needs concentration, unless she's like a permanency spell on it. The way that works is a little different. I mean, you need to keep casting the spell over and over again until it sticks permanently. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um. Hmm. <clears throat> well, we're here, so let's <laughs> that's what you brought her here for. But what can we do? Like this seems like a golden opportunity in front of us. And yet magic kind of sucks. Thank you. Oh, I know. Like, freaking... <laughs> is In terms of, like, short-term stuff. While you guys are trying to figure out how you want to abuse the services <laughs> of your temporary arcanist... Might take her back early and show a good faith. You want to go see Killa, is that Yeah, correct? after however many days it takes for me to finish my little project... Make a dexterity check. <sighs> Roll again. 17. Roll more time. 15. So it takes you three days, uh, uh, two and a half days. Okay. Um, to, to, to make your, your thing. So then... The first day, you really, you, you you have a really bad cut, and you kind of have to spend some time repairing it. I mend it. You, yeah, 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 you... And I just mend it back to the original form, I'm like, shoot, okay. <laughs> so I go again. Um... The next two days, you make very good progress. Okay, so since I since it's about half of the day that I take to finish it up, um, I'm gonna go out shopping, do what Kizzy do best, um, pick up the things that she needs, go to the shrine of Aris, pray, actually pray at the shrine because you said that one was kind of on the outskirts of the town. Yeah, that one's on the yeah. outskirts. So, um, I'm guessing about the time that she gets back into town, shops are closing up and stuff like that. Well, um, after. These many days, she hasn't really left the palace, so she's going to finally go see Killa after telling him that she might have died. <laughs> she might die. <laughs> Didn't think that one through on her part. She's like, oh yeah, that's right, I'm going to go see Killa. And it's been days. <laughs> he may have seen everybody else, but not her. Bissy's been too busy being a spider. You walk into a shop. So yeah, you, you walk into the shop, and Ella calls him in the back for Killa. He comes forward, and he, he does a little relief. Well, I'm glad that you're safe. Me too. I take everything went well, then? I think as well as it could have. What more can you ask for? A couple things, but... Mm, that's getting a little tired. That's Anything I can help with? Oh, uh, yeah, actually, if you have some free time, I'd love to spend it with you tonight. <laughs> Ella, you're mine in the store. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you might be closing up soon. Well, we certainly can be. It's been oh, a slow day. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, I, I need to take a break from that armor I'm working on. I'm seeing it in my sleep. Your friend will be very pleased with it. I'm so happy. Maybe they go out for dinner. Okay. And then um, once they're kind of, like, alone, or, like, maybe somewhere a little secluded, she's like, I, I uh, made something for you. Really? Yeah. I'm not the craftsperson I'm not the crafts person that you are, but, uh, here you go. And she hands him the little thing she made. He takes it looks at it. He, he smiles. Well, that, that's very special. Thank you. It doesn't mean anything. It's just something that I, <laughs> uh, like, uh, I just... What is it? 
It's made out of obsidian. She carved it out of the chunk that she grabbed from the third tomb. No, see, he takes it and... You know. she, she'll, like, fumbly try and explain to him, like, what it is without, like, truly... Because she just carved it, and um, she'll just be like, oh, I don't really know what it is, it's just something I wanted to give you. I made, I made this for you, so you have something to remember me for, with on your travels. And he gives you a little hairpin. <gasps> oh my gosh! She's, like, freaking out. <laughs> she loves it. Oh my gosh. Describe it! <laughs> it's made of myth. It's a mithril hairpin. Oh it's, it's, it's a little, little hair comb. It, it can go in, hold, hold her hair. It's got a floral pattern on it. It's got a few very small gemstones set in it. Oh my it's, gosh, she's gonna cry. She's like, she's there's like crying a little there's bit. parts of it that's to have a similar design as as is on your armor <clears throat> on it. She's noticed that. She's like, oh, d- <laughs> boy. <laughs> He's, he's got this grin on his face. She was just like, the least I could do is, is a gift for a gift, right? Oh, but he didn't know I was going to give this to you. Doesn't matter. Turns out oh. he did. Oh my gosh. I am so easily read. Um, so uh, as after she's done geeking out about it, she'll be like, um, so let's go back to your place. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Woo! Um, oh, and then good. she'll just stay the night there. So, Time and Olek, you've spent some time at the bar discussing what you would like to have. Okay, so we could. <laughs> I've been thinking about it. We could have her put, like, a glyph of warding at the door, so if, like, anyone from this cult walks through, it explodes. Ooh. Ah. Uh, mm. Is it that specific? It's, uh, it's not really that specific, weird, really. It's... Maybe you without choose, the explosion. When you inscribe the glyph, choose explosive runes or a spell glyph. In the line. So let me get this oh. straight. You just want me to cast a glyph of warding on your front door for if someone walks through your door. It'll <laughs> explode. Take out the front wall of your bar. That's why I don't like I, the explode. Okay, we could, sorry. I'm. I'd, I will do this if that is what Olek would like me to do. But I'm just trying to clarify what you're asking me to do. Um, Sorry, I like explosions. It, I think it should be if someone has ill intentions towards. You realize this is the Riverfront District, right? Towards. Let's say me specifically. I don't think the spell can become that specific. We can have her turn us invisible for a minute. Ooh. I don't know what we would do. <laughs> just be invisible for a minute. This is literally how this will go. It's just like. And now we're invisible for a minute. Huh. Huh. So while you guys are having that discussion, Selkie's kind of down there, like, getting stuff ready, and she's like, is this what you do with Wait, your free time? Can, can she find someone? Huh. <laughs> I'm free. We could also have her turn us into something with Polymorph. Oh. We could be... Be things. Or scry. Turn me... Okay, we need to go back and find Bitsy, but she can't know we're there, and you have to turn me into a <laughs> tiny spider. Oh, this will be good. I don't know why, but this will be good. Let's do it. So, you guys get up and excitedly leave, and Selkie just sits here, watches you go. Like, we are moving two times as fast as we normally (laughs) would. Bitsy, where are you at right now? Probably just, I don't know, being fish or a bush. She's not going to make it easy on us. (laughs) So, you're just kind of hanging out in the garden? Because yeah. you can only be the things for so long to pop back and then rest. That's so true. At some point you find her resting in the garden. Okay. Um, hi, Bitsy. We're all going to go to my room. <laughs> <laughs> Me included? No, not you. Oh, okay. Oleg and Oleg's friend here. You, you just relax. I don't know why you had to tell me, but okay. 
Okay. Turn me in. So we get in there, close the doors. I'll secret him. I need you to turn me into a tiny spider so I can scare her because she scared me this morning and it's revenge. Make him a spider. <laughs> Please don't step on me. Of course, Master Olaf. Please don't step on me. I like how he added that part. So she casts Polymorph on you and turns you into a spider. <laughs> okay. This is weird. Oh, legs. <laughs> oh, eyeballs. This is, like... this is the weirdest experience you ever had. You're like, Pitsy does this all the time. <laughs> Except, like, I don't think I've ever cast this cast a spell to turn someone into a spider when they were willing. <laughs> okay. So you see time this, down to a spider. This is fun. I want to be something too. I was thinking like, it, it, and I, I should have be? looked into it. Am I allowed to like break it yourself? Break it myself. Questions you should have asked before she turned you into a spider. <laughs> no, you're just a spider for the rest of the campaign. You're just a spider. <laughs> 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 the next session, I'm Dan and it I does, play... It just says one creature, so okay. she oh, can do it after spider. him. Okay, yeah. But you're you're a spider, and you did not think to ask about that before you went into a spider form. Yeah, so you're a spider. Okay. okay. Well, uh, then I will carry time, because he's a spider, and I can probably move faster. Oh, goodness. Okay, I do not freak the hell out, because you're <coughs> even bigger now. Where, where are you going to take spider time? Uh, we're going to We're going to the garden. Alright, so it sets you down. What do you do? <laughs> okay, I look around. Do I see Bitsy? You, you know where Bitsy was last? She's still sitting there resting so she can turn back into a fish. Go over to her and I just <laughs> <laughs> wave, wave my two front arms, legs. Yeah. Back there's, and a, forth. there's a spider being really weird in front of you. <laughs> Go in circles. Just kind of walk around in circles. Oh, freaking, can I spin a web? Oh, this, this is gonna be weird. Charlotte's web. <laughs> yeah, have you seen a drunk spider try to do a web? <laughs> no. It's not pretty. I'm gonna, well, first, I'm gonna to try it. to break out of being a spider. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna nudge. I'm gonna, I'm gonna nudge her and be like, "Break him out. Just do it." <laughs> yes, Pastor Oleg. <laughs> 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 okay. Can you be a druid now too? <laughs> Oh. Oh. <laughs> the genuine excitement. God. Oh no. No, I, I just asked Oleg's friend to turn me into a spider. Just what so, a wave. Just to show. <clears throat> it was a bad idea. I didn't mean to. Even everybody's But <laughs> <laughs> how do you do that? Because being a spider is so weird. It definitely takes some getting used like, to. Oh. Does it feel the same when she turns into a spider and being turned into a spider? The world may never know. I don't know. Turn we, we can have her Bitsy turn into, into a spider. Oh, <laughs> and then we can ask. Let's go turn Bitsy into <laughs> a spider. How many spell slots does this chick have? Just playing spell slots left. So you ask her. Yeah, yeah. No, we gotta find out. It feels the same. All right, she turns into a spider. Very similar being a spider, only you don't really have control over the shape. You're, you're, that, that part feels weird. Oh. Not having as much control over the shape. Yeah, because we can't turn back, but really, really. Yeah, you, you feel more, you also, your mind is a little bit more spidery than you're used to. Bugs look a little bit more delicious than usual. Yeah. That, you, when you're in the wild shape, you're 100% bitsy. Right now, you're much more. Spidery. You feel much more spidery. 
Okay, we can break her out. Yeah, okay, there you go. Poof, you're a halfling again. <laughs> I guess it's different. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we learned something. Yay. I think I think I prefer what I do. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. I don't think I want to get polymorph again. At least not into anything tiny. <gasps> That's up to Master Olek. Yeah, you don't. You can't really think straight when. I just wanted to run away from Oleg, but I didn't. As I guess it's my friend. I, you know, I had this interest in eating bugs. You don't normally have that. Well, no, 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 no. Like I don't normally, but when you're when you're a spider, because I mean, when you're a hyena, you tear people's heads off. So, <laughs> so hmm, that's concerning. <laughs> you mean it's badass? It is also badass, but I need to watch myself. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have a little bit control, more control over myself in my forms. Okay, good to know. So, does anyone else have anything they particularly like to do? What does Oleg's friend want to do with her magic powers? Hmm. It's like freeing a genie. <laughs> I'm concerned you don't understand how this works. <laughs> so is there anything else you would like to do with your like remaining 17 hours with Arcanist support? You know, after after that, I'll probably just let her like you could you could go back. I don't I don't need any more. I'm I'm gonna go write a letter. Very well. If you if you if you need me any time before tomorrow morning, just send for me and I shall come. All right. You can have her make copies of the letter real fast if you need to. I mean, I can do that too. But <laughs> no, I'm I'm good. I just need I just think I need the one. Week kind of continues on. It's any final things people want to do? Kitty comes home. <laughs> Towards <laughs> the, the end, end of the week. Of the week. Same um, clothes she left in. <laughs> absence. You go and you visit Kill the shop for very different reasons. Yeah, they better be. Absinthe comes back with a hairpin. <laughs> Absinthe comes back with some awesome looking leather armor. I mean, a hairpin may have been included in is, the armor. It is gray like blue. Back, but... However, there are, are strips of kind of dark green trim on it that just bring out the colors very nicely. Ooh, there are There's a little bit of arcane etching in there. You have plus one armor. It's a magically enchanted armor. And it grants you resistance to cold damage. He has you tried on, and he he's very he, he looks very carefully at, at it. Like, do, do you do you like it? Yes, very excellent. Nice. You are my best customers. So this is the night before you leave. Then we're all so having we'll, dinner together. We'll wrap up the session here. Because uh, you'll go around and be like, let's have dinner together at the palace, like we did a long, long time ago. Okay. Like the first night we were there. I feel like the last night. She's really excited to travel. Well, that is her thing. <laughs> so you guys sit down and have a nice dinner. <coughs> so do all of you go to the dinner then? Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. So okay, while they're eating, Kizzy um, would have a question for Bitsy. Bitsy, why are you so excited to go to Dulcera? I don't think it's really excitement so much as need. Okay, why do you need to go to Dulcera? It seems like a really odd place for a druid to be. Well, I'm... I, I was... Uh, tasked? By the spirits to do something for them there? Well, and I mean, I can't really say, it. not because I don't want to, but because I don't know exactly what it's going to entail. <laughs> well, Pitsy, anywhere you go, I'll go with you, and I'll help you. I appreciate that. 
Is there anything else, though? Uh, before dinner, I want to drop my letter off at the bar in case uh, a certain friend comes by. Yeah. Well, did Thog ever come by to talk about Thursday? This is Thursday. Oh, it's Thursday. It's perfect time to go to the bar. So would you go later, then, probably, uh, after the dinner? Why wouldn't we all go drinking together? Yeah, but it would probably so be after dinner you go drinking together? Free yeah. food here. Free drinks there. So when, when you... Not free drinks. Two for one drinks. <laughs> Yeah. So when you, why right, you guys show up and it's, your time has been off alcohol There's that for a Snurf Neblin you can um, hang out with. I'm like, you'd probably be drinking stuff. tea because it's yeah, yeah, where the water would be coming yeah, from. Yeah, is, yeah. Mm. yeah, that's true. You get there, uh, you don't see friend or Annette. <sighs> Razzle and dazzle are missing. How are we supposed to say goodbye? You guys hang out for a while. Do you actually? Do you mean Selkie would say, "Oh, they'll probably buy a little bit." Because he's just hugging stuff. You're like, "Oh my god, you cried up so much." <laughs> She's drunk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you're not a peefling anymore. <laughs> like you, you said, like, "Oh, you're not a peefling." Which is, excuse me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean. I've got so many of my life decisions right now. <laughs> Here, have another drink. <laughs> yeah, thank you. She like, wanders off. So towards the end of the evening. It's actually getting pretty late. Number of people kind of come through the front door of the bar. There's Annette and Friend and Thog. You're late! <laughs> and Egan and a number of other individuals you haven't met before. Uh, actually, uh, Ulick, the dwarf is, dwarf is there, your, your brewer. Mm. They're all sporting any number of bruises and bandages and such. What? They've been underground pit fighting. They can't talk about it. <laughs> First rule of Thog Club, don't talk about Thog Club. Oh, Thog Thursdays. <laughs> no, 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 no. Kizzy just starts, no, I, I, no. I, I grab Kizzy, I just like, just, let's go. No, 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 no. And Thog's like, Olek. No. Oh, <laughs> And he starts speaking in, in, in Orcish. It is so good to see you. None of these people, as much as I love them, speak a civilized tongue. Don't you just hate it? It's impossible to have a conversation with Absolutely. anyone. Absolutely. Half the time people look at me like I'm crazy. I know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Bartender, drink. So yeah, they all sit down and start getting drinks. I'm so excited I'm to see not to talk about it. I just got that. <laughs> 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 when you said it, I'm like, Fight Club. But then I remember how she's like, I'm not allowed to talk about it. And now I get it. <laughs> and I hate you a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> so what you, what you guys going to do with your friends before you leave? Too bad we didn't know about this beforehand. It could have been incognito. I'm a little concerned that the brewer's been going out. Oh, I am fine. I mean, I guess if any of them want to be healed, I'm not super intoxicated. <laughs> I can still cast my spells. <laughs> if, if you're around next Thursday a week, I can show you what's going on. I can't talk about it. No. Uh, <laughs> no. We're actually leaving. Well. Tomorrow. Well, the next time you're in town, we'll come and we find a nice little place in the sewers. No. There's uh, <laughs> no, no, three no, crocodiles. No. No crocs. Me smash. Long ago. I am not a fan. I don't like this. If someone dies, we're not here to fix it. There's Who do we blame, Thog? For what? The death. There'll be no death. Just friends hanging out. I think it looks kind of fun. <laughs> Betsy, you're okay. 
She, she knows you kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys have this evening. You, you spend it talking with Selkie and, and Yuna and... How is Yuna, by the way? She's all right. She's still very quiet. Is she interested in going Kizzy home? Kizzy will cry on too. Kizzy has kind of talked to her about where her home is, but that's as far as that conversation has gone. Well, if we had originally established that she was going to be... She'd work for us for a little bit, and then once she had either enough money to go on her own or ask us to take her, we would. Do we know the general location of her village? Uh, you know that it is called Freeford, and it is in the uh, kind of the island chain to the west of this continent. It's not along the way to Del Cerro, though. No, no. no it's kind of way up. Is there anything you guys would like to do as you wind down your evening? Say goodbye to everybody who's helped us. He's like, I don't know when I'm going to see you again. Maybe never. Just say, say goodbye to Killa. He sure already said goodbye. Vigorously and often. <laughs> <laughs> She'll probably say one farewell, to, one more farewell to him. All right. That is just with words. <laughs> <laughs> Time is going to try to catch Selkie. Yeah, whatever my portion of the bar is, it's yours. Oh, if you're sure. Oh, it's fine. Well, I hope to see you guys again as strange as our encounters have been. kind of <laughs> like you guys. <laughs> I, I owe you guys a lot. Do we have a contingency for what happens if we all die? What happens to the bar? I feel like it should go to Selkie. Kind of, yeah, it's... it's and you know. If anything were to happen to me, well, don't have to right worry then. about it. I mean, I'm not going to pray that anything bad happened to you guys, but I mean, at least if I have to lose all you guys as friends, I get the bar out of the deal. In the in the morning, uh, eventually Raston comes and meets you and says that we'll be heading out shortly. We're going to be sending the princess off properly. Not I will have passed off my letter to Thog. That's who that letter was going to. Oh, okay. Written in Orkish. Awesome. Mid-morning, kind of column of, of Kalis's guards form up. Rastin, Zandon, and Amea are the head of this column, followed by you. And then there's two columns of ten guards, all in the silver armor that you've seen all of Kalis's guards wear. Rastin's wearing his Dalseran robes again, as you saw him wear down at the heart. And the princess is wearing a gray dress with flowing white sleeves. Same same kind of color, same Dalseran colors. Zandon actually marches at the head, his ebony armor blazing with the crest of the princess on the chest. And as they reach the Dawnbreak Wharfs, where you originally set off for the heart, there is another ship there. Much better make this time. There is Kalis's symbol, two crossed hammers on, on the bow. It's a very finely made ship. As they reach the ship, Rastin stops, as does the Column of Guards. Amea turns to look at him, and you can tell her posture is stiff, and her eyes are fairly hard as she looks at Rastin. And Rastin just stands very calmly. This is as far as I may go, princess. Please convey my apologies to your father. She nods. She straightens a bit, and you see her jaw tighten. I will. And I would have you convey a message to the merchant prince, Kalos. First, thank him for his hospitality. But also inform him that he should be expecting to be contacted by a representative of the royal princess Amea of Dulcera about the current employment status of her court wizard. There will be things he and I must discuss on the matter. And, kind of in spite of himself, Raston smiles a little bit. And he bows, of course, princess. And she and, she and Zandon turn to board the ship. <laughs> Halfway, she turns back and looks at him. The formal guise kind of drops, but there's, kind of, there's a fire in her eyes. You fought for me, Raston. You give up 14 years of your life to fight for me. Don't think for a second I'm not going to fight just as hard. And with that, she turns and boards the ship without another word. She doesn't even look back. Damn... 
Xandon kind of his little amused smirk shrugs and follows his charge onto the ship. Rastin watches her go, a little sad, but with a look of acceptance and peace on his face. Is he's gonna walk up to Rastin, just stare him straight in the eyes, hold his shoulders, and be like, I was. Could have gone better for you, my dude. <laughs> I am just happy that she's alive. I know you are. It's... And it looks like she's gonna be kicking for a while. Yes. <laughs> yes, she is. She'll give him a hug. Thank him for everything. Thank you as well. I hope to see you all again. And he, he just kind of looks at you and goes, I'm not sure when we'll see each other again, if that e- we even will, but I will always make arrangements for you to stay whenever you're in, in to Jarmark. The princess, uh, we'll see you again. We shall see. <laughs> I'll help her. Because <laughs> he like goes. <laughs> you <should> say that. <laughs> oh yeah, like under a brush, I'm like, I'll help that girl. <laughs> now, he looks, now he looks a little bit more concerned. <laughs> well, I was gonna tell Rastin. Well, you know from experience that she'll be safe. I do, and I thank you all for that. Best of luck on your journey to Dulcera. I'm gonna go talk with the princess. Time's gonna scribble a note in a Kenyan. And just hand it to him. The princess is at the bow of the ship. Uh, the uh, she's not. She's the, the ship is ship. called the Breaker, by the way. Mm-hmm. It is a captain by a dwarven woman. Badass. <laughs> I like this ship. Is this boat going to be what takes us through the river and then on the sea, or are we going to transfer to the sea? This will take you down to Cajas, where you'll be met by a ship of the Dalsaran fleet. Dang. We're going to Cajas. Mm-hmm. I have so, to ask, is, or at the mention of Cajas... Would it be possible that Kizzy remembers that they had witnessed a murder? Oh, yeah, I mean... She has tacit from her mind at this point. But now they have, what is it, three days to probably bring it back up. But I don't want to make it seem like it's just because we're going back there. Even though that would be what, like, triggers it. Oh, wow, I wonder if there's going to be another murder. I wonder if they found the person who did that. You could definitely say that. She probably would at some point during the voyage. I guess we'll just ask what's his name when we get there. Sujin? Yeah, Sujin. Uh, Sujin. I hope we have time. We'll go and kill Sujin so we can never say. <laughs> Not kill Sujin, he's my friend and fellow bar owner. <laughs> Olek is very friend. loyal to his friends. Yeah, what are we? My traveling company. <laughs> Ooh. Taylor's going to remember that. Alright, so, there's a, it is a three-day journey down the river. And maybe you're wistful watching the desert pass away. No. Nah. <laughs> oh, that no. shit. <laughs> Just off the board. Bang! Bang! Practicing! It's really loud! Just we're under attack! What are you doing? What? (laughs) So yeah, Amea spends most of her time on the bow of the ship, kind of looking ahead. Uh, Kizzy would eventually approach her. Be like, "Uh, your highness! And she'll bow, or curtsy, or whatever it is she thinks is appropriate. that's, That's not necessary. Um, I'm not even entirely sure that I still am at your highness at this point. I still believe that you're royalty, so I'm going to go with your highness well, until you that, that's, that's fair. Rastin did tell me I'm technically dead, so... Oh, but dead kings are still kings. Yeah, after what we, we have experience with that. Like I, dead kings are pains in the Rastin ass. Rastin told me what all of you did to help him. If there's anything I can do for you, please let me know. Let's just get to know each other. We've got probably a <laughs> long time. She's a bad that my instincts were just like dollar signs and Oleg's eyes. <laughs> That's just Oleg. Seems a very little reserved and a little bit distracted from time to time. And she's, she's learned a lot. This, this last week, her entire 
perspective on life has shifted. Oh, yeah. If you ever have any questions, Princess, all of us are willing to answer. You mean her perspective over the last 20 years? 14. 14. Did uh, guns exist before you got stoned? Did guns yes. exist before you got stoned? <laughs> Would Milady enjoy some wine? She's like, I think I'm okay for right now. Thank you, though. Well, all on the trip. She doesn't really partake in, in the drinking. Mm. She probably wants to keep, keep a clear head about her. So tell me, what are you going to do to get Rassen back in your grasp? That <laughs> will depend on a lot of things when I get back home. I do believe that lawfully, Rastin still works for my father. Not entirely sure, but Rastin wasn't clear. There may be a price on Rastin's head. What? <clears throat> Like just completely Rastin, accepting of it. If Rastin still worked for your father, wouldn't this have all taken place in Dulcera? Well, his position was a lifetime appointment to the High Court, with High Court Wizard. So I'm I'm a little fuzzy on how those laws exactly work. So it will depend very much on how things are. Also, she might be a little fuzzy on the sequence of events. I need to figure out more of what happened immediately following my curse, and then. I will petition with my father to forgive any crimes that Rastin's charged of, and then petition Kalis to have Dulcera pay off Rastin's debt and return him home. So are you, like, your dad's favorite, or how many siblings you got? Well, I have a, a younger sister who's older than me now, and I have a brother who's my age now. So the two siblings, I'm really not sure what to expect upon getting home. But this question still stands. Were you at least your dad's favorite? <laughs> <laughs> I, su- I suppose so. I was, I was the heir apparent. That might have changed. That may have. Well, a lot of questions will probably be answered when we get there. I, I assume so. You and her talk as the journey goes on, and you do eventually, three days later, make your way to Cajas. And... Well, I wanted to oh. ask you something. Um, do you know anything about spirits? I can't say that I do, actually. Living... Near where you're from? Any fairy tales? No, I'm sorry, I don't. Oh, how hard it is to get fairy tales? You reach Kahas. Midday of the third day. Bitsy, what's the biggest fish you can become? A giant octopus! What? <laughs> how giant is a giant octopus? Can I turn into a giant octopus? It's pretty damn big. <laughs> the bay is like, run, run, dad! I do believe they are large? Yes. Which means they're the size of a horse? At least. So you guys will pretty much be just transferring straight to a Dulceran ship? Oh, That'll be no. maybe an hour or two? Sure. You'll be transferring to a ship pretty much immediately. If you guys have things you need to take care of in Kahas, you have a little time to do that. But Who's that out of your bar friend? I don't think we have time. Wasn't he close to the waterfront? Yeah, anyway? you, you won't be passing by uh... I don't think peeking in would be a problem. Oh, don't you want to see him? <laughs> yeah, Oleg, yeah, this is weird of you. We are on a job. That's true. We were before... The job was finding information. That's when you go to the bar. <laughs> Xander goes, I think I'm going to make sure the princess makes it to the ship safely. Thank you. <laughs> I need to go buy more ammo. You're able to find some ammunition here. <laughs> you did use it. You did use all of your ammo. <laughs> you buy some more ammo, but okay. I'd say you probably buy 30 shots, okay. and then you buy enough to make some more. So do, do you go and see decision? You guys do walk pretty yeah. close to his You gonna come with me, or are you gonna let me go by myself? Yeah, no. I'll go. Okay. And you walk in. Sujin is busy with some customers. Using. Oh, you, you've returned. I, I hope that your your sojourn with the uh, Aracocra went well. Yeah. 
It rocked. <laughs> we made it back in One Piece, at least. I'm glad, just... I am so glad to see you. Speaking of One Piece, um, <laughs> that one guy who died. Um, did they ever find the murderer for that person who died in your bar? They did. That's amazing. I, I am very pleased that justice was done. How long ago did that happen? Two, two or three weeks ago. Were we still in town for that? Oh, yeah, actually, uh, I, I let Oluk know before you guys left. Well, I'm glad. Hopefully no one else will be murdered in your bar. I really hope not. Just lock that door. I will. <laughs> Double. Kizzy will buy a drink for her and Oleg. And then... Um, then they'll go. At least she'll be like, I gotta go. I wanna make sure I don't miss the boat. So now Kizzy knows that that's come to a conclusion. Xandon did give you directions to where you're going. And uh, it's actually one of... It's a ship on the eastern docks. That, that nice marina. The ship you're looking for is, is called the Dawnlight Gem. Whoa! <laughs> Sorry. That's a fancy. It's really pretty. Yeah, it's a fancy boat. <laughs> What's on the front? There's a uh, a leviathan kind of carved into the front of the ship. I like this boat. Um, so there's also a, a gem set very near the front of the boat. Uh, probably about as tall as a person. Two, three feet. What kind of gem? Can't really tell from this far away. Whoa! It, it's on the deck. Oh. It's on the deck of the ship. Probably magical. Probably magical. Um, for, as you're approaching, you can't really tell. It's and there's there's a the number of, as you're approaching gem. it there's a number of ships of the Kel fleet out near actually so out in the center of that the bay there's this stone tower that rises up and you've you've seen it before it's kind of the the lighthouse watchtower and that's there's some docks around that and that's where you find the Dawnlight gem is moored um it's a three masted ship galleon style and on the gangplank leading up to the ship you see a triton who is kind of a merfolk human race he's wearing the Captain Colors of the Kel Fleet. You must be the one Zandon told me to look out for. Hopefully. Zandon told me to look out for the most unlikely group of people that might help a princess. I think were his exact words. That's so rude. Because he's going to go have a talk to him. <laughs> I'll be pretty accepting of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am Captain Jatel. I will be taking you and the princess to Dulcera. There's nothing else that we need to do. We'll get the ship ready and be on our way. Oh, um, just to warn you, I can transform into animals. It seems to put people off, so... Well, I appreciate the warning. I can't say that I've ever seen someone do that. How long will it take us to get to you, Dulcera? About a week. So you can turn into a lot of things in that time. (laughs) Poof, or this, poof, or that. He gives you a tour of the ship. It's like, ah, the Dawnlight Gem is a humble vessel, but she's mine. Okay, in absence experience from being around boats... It's still pretty freaking oh, nice. Isn't it's it? a pretty freaking nice ship. Isn't <laughs> yeah, it? I was gonna say this is a pretty nice ship. Isn't oh, it's a, it is. And he he actually it's fairly large as well. Um, he takes you down and shows you cabins. Each of you has a has a private cabin. It's Holy very shit. small. Wow. wow. It's not much more than a bed with a, with a trunk sp- a space you can store goods under it and a place that you can stand. It's very small, but it is private. Um, the princess is given quarters up on the quarter deck, which is where the captain's quarters are. Shows you where the galley is. Oh, and if you need anything, please ask me or my crew, and we'll do whatever we can to assist you. The, the crew goes about making making preparations. Ropes are, are thrown off, and the ship, they, there's some rowers underneath that row the ship kind of out of the port. And you make your way out to sea. And for Bitsy and for Kizzy, this is the first time you have been on a ship. <laughs> Are you seasick? I think that she probably Roll would be for a little while. Like it, she'd be like, "Oh, this is great." 
oh no, this isn't great. And then she'd finally get, like, maybe after a day of just, like, just being... Praying to arrest. Like, oh, yeah, please. Yeah, just, like, just, just get out of your cabin. You need to look at the horizon. It'll be better. <laughs> no, stop it. She'll, like, fight you every step of the way. She, you, she'll, st- she'll just pray every time she's, like, leaning over. But we're like, oh, wrist. So for especially for Olik and Absinthe, this feels wonderful to be out on the, the sea. There's no desert around you. Ah, spray. There's Moisture. A giant seahorse. The first few days of the voyage are fairly uneventful. I'm going to communicate the spirits if I can. You can certainly try. Should I find some ocean spirits? Not a 20. Um, so wh- where do you go on the ship to do this? Yeah. It's like, do you go to the top or the bottom? Deck. You just float in the water and I'm holding the rope. In a barrel. Probably the front. So you sit cross-legged on the bow of the ship, staring ahead. And you feel the world, the ship kind of fade away beneath you. And you're just kind of riding above the waves. And they're very choppy waves. There's a storm that you've seen once before in your vision, kind of swirling around. It's not violent yet, but it it's very threatening in the sky above. And you can feel the wind coming in from behind you, pushing you forward. You hear kind of a flapping of wings, and you look above you, and you do see Obedian, and he seems to be going that direction as well. That's good to know. But you do feel that there is nothing in the sea... The sea itself, there's nothing that you're getting from that. There is a silence where there should be some response. You're also aware of a very deep shift in spiritual powers, because in, a, in about two weeks, two and a half weeks, it's going to be a summer solstice. Um, and you know that the spirit, there's a shifting as the spirit of spring passes the, the torch on to the spirit of summer. And you're aware of that shifting. It, it, is, it is like Obedian is trying to focus you on that for some reason. But it's just something that you're deeply aware of as you sit here and you just completely immerse yourself in the spirits. And you're probably on the front of this ship for hours, finally communing with nature the way that you've been wanting to for months. And you just enjoy this one moment where you just completely immerse yourself in it and for once are completely in tune with the spirits around you. So Busy's probably tearing up out there, being able to communicate. Is there anything else someone would like to do? Sleep. Hang out with the boat people. Alright. I'm proficient with boats. On the fourth day of the journey, towards mid-morning, on the horizon, there is a ship heading your way. Um, can I use my spyglass? You certainly can. A little perception check. Hey, it still went in. Uh, that's an 18. Alright. The ship is long and broad, with Obvious cannons and equipment for boarding on the deck of the ship. Uh, hell. They're tall masts with pale gray sails that kind of actually blend into the overcast sky. From the top, there is a flag flying that is a a raven in flight. Has nothing to do with Belsari? Uh-oh. We're all... <laughs> Sucks. No, this is going to be exciting. But <laughs> So, it's not an entire raven. There is a sliver of it missing. About a sixth or a seventh of it. Just, like, like out of, out of the raven. Is that part of the design or part of the flag? Looks like part of the design in this case. So that's what uh, what you see looking through your spyglass. Like, I suppose yes. I should probably, like, tell the captain. Yeah. 
that there is a vessel coming up. Coming up. Would you go and check it out too? Probably if I saw him pulling out a spyglass, I would probably be start paying attention. So, eventually, Absinthe, you recognize the uh, flag as the Sea Ravens. Or the Sea Spectres, excuse me. However, it has not been missing a wedge out of the symbol in previous experience, and this is not a ship you're familiar with seeing. You've only really seen the one ship, but this is not that ship. This is not the ship belonging to Riven Bramble. But I know about it through my criminal organizations. Roll... Do you have any knowledge proficiencies? No. So just roll a straight intelligence check for me. What are the chances of seeing another boat? Unless this is a Raider trade route or something. Well, you guys have heard every time you've been in port about the increase in pirate attacks as of late. 18. Yep. You would know that it belongs to a group of pirates called the Sea Spectres. Yeah. They're a fairly well-known pirate organization run by a man named Riven Bramble. You don't know anything about the man, but you, you, you that's what you know. I would uh, go arm myself. Pirates aren't good people. Yeah. These are better people than pirates. Try to keep it on the down low, but try to let the people who need to know know that there are pirates. The captain, you know, people. Us. Everyone else. People yeah, with we weapons. I was like, could you let the party know? Oh. Just like, yes. <laughs> the spyglass. Yes. Like, tell me you're not out of ammo. Pirates. Oh, I bought some. <laughs> He's so sick. <laughs> Makes a cannon out of like a barrel or two. Do they have cannons? They have cannons on the ship. So we're gonna try some experimental things tonight. So the captain is at this present time keeping course and trying to outsail the other ship. But it becomes apparent that the other ship has some speed advantage over you. Is there anything any of you would like to do to try to aid this? Uh, how far away is the ship? It's probably thousand feet off. I mean, by the time it gets towards within range, everyone can see it's there. It's very noticeable, and it's obviously on course for you. It's behind you in parallel, but it's gaining. Um, It's outside of what you would consider cannon range at the moment. Um, You have a forward and rear-mounted cannon on this ship, as well as a battery of cannons on each side. With my nautical experience, could I do anything to help speed up the boat? Trim the sails, perhaps. Would you like to... Go on deck then and start and start helping the crew. I mean, the captain has let all all people. I mean, obviously everyone knows there's now a ship in pursuit. The captain is issuing strict orders. Would you like to Oleg make? Knows both would you like to me. make a dexterity check, adding proficiency for your sea vehicles? Nineteen. All right, you make a difference on on deck. You you're very you're very much helpful. The the ship is. Maintaining the speed of the best can. It's still going to be outmaneuvered, but what you've granted an advantage on a check of your choice. Either a piloting or a gunnery check of some kind if you get into combat. Okay. Um, so you're, you're going to be down on deck helping for now. That's, yeah. That's what it looks to him. Could Gust of Wind do anything if we did it? Maybe it'll speed up your ship, yeah. Okay. Okay. Back the the blue twig. I'll do that. I can do it for up to a minute, so... Okay, you're able to actually get let your ship gain some speed. Um, so for a minute, your ship definitely outpaces the other ship, and then it eventually drops off. But you've gained 100 feet or so on it. Lot of some time. Is there anything else else like to do? I guess I'll go down where the cannons are and see if I can help with that at all. Okay, they're making preparations to, to fight in case that is needed. I'm here to help with the cannons. I've got these guns. <laughs> the blow twig to put more air in our sails. I mean, it doesn't do it for minutes. It does it for like a round. Yeah. 
Six that. seconds oh, of more wind would be bad. Yeah. I think it would be better to try and blow their ship off course when they get closer. Yeah. Or mess up their alarm <clears throat> or something like that. Okay. So do you just gust it sideways and like, <laughs> of course, then. <laughs> that kind of thing could do really bad things to the, the sails. Kind of hard to. Okay. So are you going to keep casting that to keep your speed up, or are you going to just do that one time? And... I'd probably only do it one time because I can only do it okay. a few times. All right. So eventually the other ship. Gets within that the range of its the other ship's front cannon and your ship's rear cannon. Mm-hmm. How far away are they now? Now they're about two hundred feet. So I was thinking the gunnery check would be where I would right. put that. So I would like you to roll an attack roll using your decks, and everybody do the same. So do, do cannons still count as firearms? Yeah, for I think it would, would count. Okay. But you get advantage on this roll is what. Ten. So thirteen. Uh, plus my decks. Uh, is 15. Alright, you actually are just shy of hitting the other ship. What? They also are just shy of hitting you. Oh, cannonballs collide in air and it's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> your, your navigator, actually, both navigators on both ships actually keep them on course, no issues. Is there anything anyone else like to do this round? All right. Oh, I'd shoot someone. So there's people manning their, the, the cannon on the front of the ship. I would shoot at people manning cannons. Awesome, go for it. That would be a 13. No, that doesn't hit. Okay. All right. Well, look, I'd like you to make another check for working on deck. A deck check. Stop the deck. That'll be a 14. Uh, you don't quite... You're, st- you're helpful. You don't, you're not causing any issues. You're just not quite as in the perfect position at the right time. It's like oh, someone at one point say, oh, throw that rope, and you're just not quite within arm's reach to you. <laughs> would you like to make another shot? How far are they away now? They're about 100 feet away now. Oh, yeah. Right. Time to start. <laughs> is it still advantage? <laughs> no, no advantage right now. How far away? <laughs> you both miss each other again. Well, at least Guiding you know bolt. It should help next time. If I hit. Base 18. That hits. Perfect. I'm just aiming for the ship. Yep. Time has the, the thought but doesn't act upon it as... Well, we had a bar. 13. But... I don't know how to sail. All right, so you I you hit it. You see that it it burns kind of the front of the ship where it hits and glows along the side where that where your your bolt your guiding bolt hit it. You should be able to hit it this time. Time. I'm going to try call lightning. I guess. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't that hit everybody within a certain range? Yeah, it's ten feet tall so with a sixty foot radius. And it hits everything within that range. That sounds like dex checks for me. So they fail there. Oh, you I think don't think you need to hit they made oh. they made dex saves oh. and they did not make their dex saves. The creature take three D ten lightning damage. Yikes. Okay. Twenty oh. <laughs> eight damage. It's not quite that bad, but it's still bad. Did you add it all together? It's 23. So you see a bolt of lightning strike down from the overcast sky. It's just kind of a, a darkening in the clouds, and a bolt of lightning shoots down, strikes in the center of the deck of the other ship, and you see it arc across everything. You see a number of people fall down on the deck. Yeah, Bitsy! Remember, remind me never to cross Bitsy. Yeah, I was going to say, she keeps doing this. She's terrifying up close. She's terrifying far away. <laughs> Well, they rolled with disadvantage, okay. and they rolled two tens for their piloting. So they their pilot still manages to maintain course with his bonuses on top of that. Uh, it is now... See how your pilot's doing? He's doing great. 
They actually are not gaining currently, but they're holding pace with you. You can... You didn't take a shot this round. I didn't. Are they within 80 feet? No. But wait till they're within 80 feet. Okay, so then, top of this round, they're within 80 feet. Um, If you two like to make attack rolls, you're obviously attacking the ship. You'll both... We'll be shooting at a gunner, because it's taking Uh, You get advantage. Olek, would you like to make a deck hand mm. check? Well, it's a thirteen. Okay, same thing. It's no, no. You're not imposing any disadvantage on anything. Yeah, you can. Have I done anything yet? No. no I just, w- would you like to do? I'm sorry. Are they within ninety feet? Now they are. You have this advantage. is the this is the first round that they're within. Can I see roughly where the cannon, the front-facing cannon is? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, what are you expecting? So I can do that one. <laughs> so do Just, that one. I don't know what I, I'm not expecting anything. It's like, oh, I'm going to do something with that cannoneer. I'm like, oh, no. I would like to cast Stinking Cloud on it. <laughs> oh. I wonder if you cast Shatter on it. I was thinking about that one. But that might break stuff, and if we want to keep it... Stinking Cloud might be flammable. <laughs> That's true, too. Oh, what's your spell save, DC? Who, me? Yeah, you. I think it's 14. Okay, they did not make their save on that, so their gunner is choking in a stinking fog. Well, eventually, so it will be eventually everyone on the ship deck. It'll, Very quickly it'll be going it'll, past It'll be going past that it may go, you know, underneath the deck a little bit as it swoops in. But So I think the thing with the call lightning is it has to be in the same place. Okay. It is that place is now 100 feet behind. Uh. So you do only get that one strike, which was still really bad. Really good, you mean. What was your shot? Uh, 13. Wow. I'm, it was a 13 and a, or 11, I rolled an 11 and a 1. All right. Wow, so you hear a lot of hacking and coughing from the deck. <laughs> In fact, the ship starts dropping back. Because <laughs> no one is piloting the ship currently because they're vomiting. <laughs> I have. The powers of stench. <laughs> so, you probably have another round that you can, if they keep this up. Olek, if you'd like to make another deckhand check. <laughs> Six. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, we're get, they're, they're slowing down. It's okay if I mess up. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, you're not going to hurt anything. Um, you will be at disadvantage the next time you roll. Okay. Thirteen. <laughs> you missed. Wow. The last three have been 13. And so the, these rounds are not every six seconds. I mean, these are kind of, we're loading cannons. We're yeah. kind of doing actions in the general. The process. So, firing. Yeah, so, you at, so the ship is dropping back still. Is there anything Bitsy, Absinthe, or Kizzy would like to do as, as the enemy ship drops back? Distance? Probably 120 feet back now. Okay, once again. All right. Uh, a seven, but with my everything, it would have been 12. That is fine. So come on, pilot of the ship. All right. Seeing as they are losing ground, or water as it were, you see the other ship go about 90 degrees to you, and they are going to fire their cannon battery at you. (laughs) I touched the ship. So so if I I cast shield, does that raise the ship's AC? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not going to matter against the natural 20, the 18, and the 17. So... Seeing the ship doing that, can I use the staff to do gust of wind on their sails to try and kind of mess up what they're doing? Yep. So I do that. One still hits your ship and imposed disadvantage on their shots because they were not expecting a sudden out-of-nowhere gust of wind. One still hits 
It deals 40 damage to your ship. It blows out a part of the back of the ship, uh, but one of their cannons explodes inside of their ship. And you see kind of a big burst of fire. And, uh, Is our ship on fire? Your ship's not on fire. Your, your ship's fine. Some you, you'll, it's taken some damage, but now they are no longer oh, going parallel to you, so that you are just moving on past ahead of them. So as you're pulling away from their ship, you do see a few of their hands up on deck. You see at least one go up and take a spyglass out and look at your ship. I'm going to give them a rude gesture. All right. I was going to say, I'm going to wave. <laughs> That's perfect. Right sign. <laughs> I'm going to remember you did that. Oh, they'll know. I kind of want them to know. Can I, can I copy Absinthe? <laughs> like, yeah! <laughs> Make it a gesture. She doesn't know what it means. Right. So, the ship actually doesn't pursue you at all after that. Tomorrow is the fifth day of the journey. The uh, the broken moon is full tonight. Oh. That one's Kizzy's favorite. It's broken, just like me. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> can, oh wait, when um, Kizzy would go mending on the area. She would work on the right. part of the ship. So yeah, you you, act, you help them get the ship kind of fixed up. It yeah. takes probably the rest of the day to really do it properly, but... I probably would druid craft to see if we were going to have any rough seas. Not the next 24 hours, no. Suddenly thunderstorm. <gasps> I didn't do it this time, guys. I did it again. Betsy, we're the good guys. It's Our ship is friendly. This one has nothing to do with me. Well, mending doesn't take spell slots. That's so. true. Can't trip them. So... Like well, I guess it needs to be under the full moon, I would go grab Absinthe, be like, hey... Make a grapple check. <laughs> <laughs> My strength to Post roll, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you go down underneath, below deck, oh. you grab Absinthe. Yeah. I don't think he's going to try to keep it super on the down... Like, he's not going to try to actively hide it, but he's not going to be like, hey, everyone. So, probably go up... Next to the giant gem, Heck jewel, yeah. and have a nice next to jewel? little mm. duet. All right, like you both roll performance check. Twenty-four. Eight. Didn't say it had to be good. <laughs> it did not say it has <laughs> to be good. Oh, this dice might need to get burned as well. Under the full light of the moon that reflects this crystal, and it's, it's absolutely beautiful. You two start playing, and honestly, you get a little bit distracted by absence playing because it is absolutely beautiful and haunting. And you're still not very well practiced with this, but you 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 hold your own. There's a, you strike some some poor notes, but you still play your heart out, and you don't don't let that discourage you too much. You you finish the performance. The last notes of the lute, the lute linger on the wind, and pass behind you. So two days later, you first see the island in the morning. One of the scouts calls out the. The sighting of land. As it draws closer, you can see it with greater and greater detail. When they call out that they see land, who all goes up on deck? <laughs> yeah, I'm going up. Alright. So Bitsy, Olick, and Kizzy go to the front. Amea also goes to the front. She seems a little bit more melancholy this morning. Concerned a little bit more. You've been spending some time where you can tell she's a little bit more worried about what this day is going to bring. She's like, it's going to be something, Amea. We're here for you. So... I, I, as you get closer, you see the greater, greater, greater detail of the island. You see that the, the center of the island uh, is dominated by a massive peak. That's just a single peak. Uh, there's lush green forests all over the rest of the island, though. The coast is as uninviting as any place you have ever seen, with sheer cliffs and rocks and jagged reefs surrounding the exterior of the entire island. The surf splashes loud and violently against them, making you grateful that the Dawnlight Gem stays clear. 
The ship heads toward the west side of the island, passing between the main mass of the land and a smaller, rocky island just off the coast. As you oh, round that end of the island, island, the cliffs suddenly give way to a calm, protected bay, where beaches sparkle with crystal-white sands. The water is calm and clear as glass as your ship passes between the two welcoming arms of the bay. As you do, the gem on the front of the ship glows brightly and you feel a hum pass over your skin in a wave as you pass through the magical barrier around the city. At the far end of the bay lies the city itself. Built of white and gray marble, the city rises from the ocean in graceful curved tiers as it progresses back from the beach and into the forested hills beyond. At the water's edge, you see a series of docks and piers gently reaching out over the surface of the water, where an assortment of ships rest. At the city's pinnacle, you see the royal palace, overlooking the city with graceful towers of stone and glass. As you approach, you pass by another low stone island at the center of the bay. There, on the end of the nearest the city, is a tower or fortress taller than anything else in the city. At its peak is a massive clear crystal that pulses almost imperceptibly with a purple light. A number of ships of the Dulceran Navy are docked there, and a fortress around the base of the tower is made with thick, imposing walls. ship moves towards the dock, and after a show of masterful skill, docks out any incident. The captain turns to all of you on deck, grinning. Welcome to Dulcera, my friends. Xandon turns to Amea. Welcome home, princess. Hmm. Are we just at the docks? Yep. I was just asking if there's any trees. Oh, there's beyond the city. Oh, beyond the city. Lush okay. forest. I mean, there's lots of greenery within the city as well. Like, so it comes up to the city and it's green? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, most of this island is covered in just absolutely thick, lush forests. Mm-hmm. Real quick, before we get off the ship, I would have liked at some point to identify the crystal. Okay. Its its entire purpose is to allow the ship that it's attached to through this barrier on the island. Oh. Question mm-hmm. with the, uh, so the crystal beaches, is that just here? Everywhere. Everywhere, Everywhere in here. There's like, within this, there's just beautiful, they, they like shimmer in the light. Should we escort the princess to the, t- the castle? That's what well, we're here for. Should we get off the boat. Yep, is you, there a, an escort the... waiting for us? No. No, they had no way of knowing. So you, Xandon, takes the lead with the princess right beside him. She's wearing a more nondescript cloak this morning. I mean, because we have all equipped us, we can travel twice as fast. Hey. <laughs> so you travel through this this dock area, and there's lots of business going on, ships being loaded and unloaded. Do I see any familiar faces? Roll an investigate check. Yeah, you're not looking for that person. I mean, that would be What's a happening? 10. Nah, you, there's you don't. No one really stands out to you here. Okay. Um, you you pass from the waterfront district, the Don Sea district, as it's called, into more of looks looks like a merchant district. Seems to be a lot more shops and places of business where they're creating things. Crafters here near the entrance, however, there is a small group of people gathered around a raised platform along one of the main streets. Um, there seems to be a person up there speaking to them in wild gestures and. Try to, like, egg up a crowd kind of thing. Mm, like, one of these. rebellion? Or, like, sell something? They're wearing, like, a like a cultist robe or anything, right? They're not they? wearing a cultist robe. I mean, they're they're wearing... Not of the cults that we know of. Wearing black tunic. Just looks like a, a citizen. Can I stop and listen to what they say briefly? Oh, uh, yeah. It Basically, he is speaking out against the magical oppression in this city against the non-magic class. That they are not given proper representation... And that there needs to be a change in the political structure in the city. Really? Because he would continue on. Can't? Oh, well, they could. They could leave. I mean, it's not a huge crowd, but I mean, there's. <laughs> How many eh, people seem to like be like some non magical 15 or 16 people kind of gathered around this person. In total? In total. Are all of them just like, yeah, yeah? There's people, like, they're not like, it's not a riot. They're like, yeah, we agree with that. And 
All 16 of the mag- non-magical people in the city. Now, there's quite a, quite a population of non-magical people in the city. Yeah, usually people that stop like that are about 10%. That's, that's just here. Um, Zandon shows a little bit of concern. But you move to the city, you don't see any other displays like that. Uh, he leads you from the Horizon District into the, uh, the Dawnlight District, which is where the palace is. The road kind of sweeps up into it, because um, the, the ground here is raised up on a higher tier. And the buildings in here are much... I mean, they're, they're, they're beautiful everywhere in the city, but they're just fantastic here. There's intricate geometric forms carved into all like the pillars and facades of these buildings. You see the roads kind of leading sweeping arcs out around this district, but you follow this main road straight up to where the palace is. There's and the again, there's elegant towers made equally of glass and the marble that the rest of the city seems to be made out of. There's a grand garden outside the, the palace that you walk through with very well kept lawns and trees and fountains. There's balconies and pillars that run around the perimeter of this building. And you approach the front gates of this building, which are, are massive. Zandon speaks to somebody at the front, and they look at him doubtfully, like they frown, and then they look over at Amea, eyes go wide, and they, they dart inside. <laughs> and Zandon kind of puts his hand on the princess's shoulder and goes, It'll be alright, princess. Eventually, a half elf female with short black hair, wearing a, a bright colored breastplate. Which stands out because all the other guards you see around here are wearing more dull, like the gray breastplates. So this maybe sets her apart as somebody more She's important. A big deal. Uh, she she walks out and she looks at, at Zandon. It's been a long time since you've been here, Zandon. She looks over the princess. She just looks like she can't really believe what she's seeing. I never expected to see you again, princess. Wow! Yikes! So much confidence. But we need to go and speak with your father. The rest of this company needs to come with us. They are the princess escort. The, the, the captain kind of frowns but doesn't argue with it and leads you all into the palace. And you're led down a beautifully decorated hallway and through another set of doors into what is obviously the, the throne room here. Don't worry, I'm not dragging anything this time. Good. As you walk in, the, the half-elf, she motions for you to stop and she proceeds up to the king and she, she does a low bow and... Wasn't expecting any audiences today. Who are these, uh, Reyna? Your Majesty, I would like to present to you, um, Zandon, Princess Guard, and Princess Amea. And he... (laughs) You you see him, like, almost like a flash of anger, like, how dare you say that kind of thing? But she just nods very slowly, and he just looks over, and Amea drops her hood off of her cloak. You can tell she has no idea what to say in this situation. She feels she looks very awkward. He looks bewildered. He slowly rises from his chair and takes a few steps closer. You were dead. When when Rastin took you from the tombs, we searched for you, but we could never find you. What? And the princess is obviously emotional. She has tears kind of welling up in her eyes. Rastin, you have to thank Father. Without him... And she pauses and looks back at all of you. And without the aid of these adventures, I would have been sealed in that stone forever. And the, the king looks at all of you, and the, the queen is still up at, at her seat on the throne, and she eventually comes down, and she looks at Amea, and then just embraces her daughter, and holds her close. Well, there seems to be a lot that we must discuss. Ah, uh, that will... I'll have to wait for another time. Um, a gnome woman comes across from inside the room. This is, uh, Vistan keeper of the house. She'll see that you're given rooms in the guest quarters. I, I owe you at least that. Um, we will we'll speak again after I've had some time to speak with my daughter. And uh, the gnome woman kind of approaches you as well. If you'll all follow me. She bows and she leads you off uh, out of the throne room where now 
King Oberon of Dalsera is embracing his daughter for the first time in 14 years. Without King Oberon, even if he's not looking at them, she's leaving. And that's where we're going to end the night.